It's a big community. Yes, he is. He is. Okay, good morning, everybody. We are about to start. Exciting. A third parak, Misha Mesu, in Daf Yudzayin Amabez. We are in the second, a third parak, uh, the Mishnah on the bottom of Yudzayin Amabez. And this is a very halacha lamaisa. There's a lot of technical halacha, so we're spending a lot of time as if we have a Mishnah Brewer on our side because it's hard to learn this parak without knowing halacha lamaisa. So let's start, and uh, it should be a fun ride. Okay. So, the Mishnah starts, Mishameso Mutalafanov. If someone, Rahman Litzlan, has a, one of his Zion Krovim, we know that we observe Avelis for the Zion Krovim. Parents, siblings, children, and a spouse. So, Mishameso Mutalafanov, if one of those seven relatives passed, and it's on you to go ahead and arrange for the burial, Potter Mikriyashma Uminatfila Uminatfilin. You are Pater, the one, the one who is alive and has to uh, and and suffer the loss, is exempt from Kriyashma, the mitzvah of davening Shmonesre, and from Tefillin. But what and, do you mean? Vehu chayav lekavu. What does that mean? Meaning that that it you still know, hasn't buried yet. Has, so we're in the status no, no. of we're in the status of what's called aninus onain. But it doesn't mean that he actually has to be involved he, he has to in ar- the process. So we're going to see. We'll see, what, we'll see the reasoning. There's a lot to discuss today. So that's a good question. What does it mean, mutalafanov? Is it that it's on you to go ahead and arrange for the burial? Is it on you that he's in front of you and he's right next to you? What does it mean, mutalafanov, that, that the deceased, the corpse, is next to you? And then it says, when we call a mitzvah, not only is that individual potter from these three mitzvahs, We'll have to see why these three mitzvahs, is it only these three mitzvahs? Is it just a, a list that's uh, symbolic of all the mitzvahs? So you know what the next line of the, the Mishnah says? Umikola mitzvah samuras patorah. Not just these three mitzvahs, but all the mitzvahs. We'll have to see why, if it's all the mitzvahs, why does it specify these three mitzvahs? So again, someone who suffered a loss of one of the Zion Krovim, one of his closest seven relatives, is exempt and before burial. So this is called aninos, or an onain. Avelos, when we'll see the three different possibilities, when, two different possibilities, but three applications, when does Avelos start? Does it start immediately after the death, or does it start after the burial? And the nafkamin is that day in between. Let's assume the, the mace won't be buried for 18 to 24 to 36 hours later, from death to burials called aninos, or an onain. And generally we have a rule, and this is what the Gemara is discussing here, that an onain is putter for mitzvos. An onain is exempt from from mitzvahs. So the Gemara, Mishnah continues. No seamita, those are the, who are the pallbearers, v'chilu feyen, and their replacements, v'chilu chilu feyen, and their replacements, replacements, meaning sometimes it's, uh, you have to walk far, and it uh, gets a little heavy, so uh, you have someone who uh, pitches in, you have a relief pitcher come in and take over to help with the casket. Eshalifnemita, those who have not yet carried the, the casket, meaning the pallbearers that are downstream, and even those who have already done it and they've given up their job now to someone else, meaning they were relieved. Those who are, who are the pallbearers, who are in front, meaning downstream, who have not yet carried the mace, and they're, they're next in line. They are potter from Kriyashma and Tefillin. And we'll see in a second, the Stochayv and Tefillah. But and those that already carried the casket but were relieved, even if Tzorachbam, there's a good chance that they will be called upon again to carry the, the casket, Chayavin, they already Chayav, they're Chayav in these mitzvahs. Why? Because since they already did it, they're not so worried about, am I going to drop it? Or they're not so worried about 
thinking about it. They already did it once. Anytime you do something once, you're not as nervous. The anticipation is not as great when you do it a second time. You already did it once. You already know what it feels like. So even if there's a good chance that they will be called upon again to carry the casket, they are now chayav in these mitzvahs. But elu ve'elu, whether you're about to carry it or you already have carried it and are needed again, peturim in atfila. They're only, they're potter from tefillah because that's only the Rabbanon. In other words, right? Rashi says, because tefillah is only the Rabbanon, if you already carried it and those who are, um, who, who eventually will carry it, and they're not immediately, but eventually will carry it, since they're thinking about it, they are potter from tefillah. Okay, now, the Gemara continues, again, there are three mitzvahs here that the Mishnah um, uh, enumerated. Tefillin, Kriya Shema, and Tefillah. We'll have to see why it mentioned these three, if after all, it says that an Onain, again, someone who lost one of the seven relatives, the close relatives, and before they're buried, this person, the relative that's alive, that suffered the loss, is exempt from Kriya Shema during that period, from davening and from Tefillin, and then it gives an uh, uh, all-encompassing statement, Umikola Mitzvah Samuros Patorah. Okay, now the Mishnah continues, Kavru Esameis, when the mace, the niftar, was already buried, the chazru, and now you're coming back from the cemetery. If you're able to go ahead before you have to give nichum, you have to give divrei tanchumim, before you have to give words of consolation, if you're able to go ahead and start viligmor, and to complete shema, then until they you form the line. In other words, after the burial, you form two lines, where the where the uh, krovim, uh, where the where the uh, the mourners have to pass through these two lines, and they were showered upon with divrei tanchumim. They're given words of comfort. If you're part of that line and you have to give divrei nechama, you have to give words of consolation to the mourner as he walks by, by you. So if you can start the kriya shema and finish it before your turn to speak is there, yaschilu, then you should start. Vimlav, but if not, but if not, then you should not start. Now the question is, when it says start, does it mean start? Once you start, you have to finish, or does it say as long as you can start and complete the first pasuk, you should say Shema Yisrael? That's a machlokas, but um, that's a machlokas. But uh, at the very least, if you can say the first pasuk, say the first pasuk. If it, you don't think your time will come um, before before you have to say something. Okay, now. We're gonna, we have a lot, a lot of questions to ask on this, on this Mishnah. The next line of the Mishnah is not necessarily relevant. For what's going to come again? It's in parentheses, <clears throat> so we'll hold off for right now. So in general, I just want to give a, a beautiful thought on this Mishnah before we get into the Gemara. I heard this piece uh, on the Lake Torah Dafyomi from Shirley Bornstein. <clears throat> in Koheles, it says 28 times the word ace. Ace Lehov, Ace Lesno, Ace Shalom. It says 28 times, a time for, we know the famous songs, a time for love, a time for peace, so on and so forth. And it says of the 28 times, it uses the word Lamed, Ace Live Cult, a time to cry, Ace Lehov, a time to love, so on and so forth. It says Lamed, it says two. There are five times, says the Vilna Gon. I'm interrupting you, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No. Just stumbled on our... Oh, he's been texting me all day. Talks about you. Oh. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, so, um, so the Vilna Gon says there are 28 times it says the word Lamed, uh, Ace. Five times it skips the la- Lamed. It just says Ace, 
Sfod Esrakod, a time for mourning, a time for dancing. So 28 times in Kohelas, Shlomo Melech, 23 lit, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to cry. But five times is no lamid. Two of those times was no lamid. It says Esfod Esrakod, a time for learning, a time for mourning, a time for dancing. So Based on our Gemara right here, our Mishnah, Mishnah says here, Mishemesa Mutalafanov. If someone has a, one of the Zion Krovim and he has to bury him, he lost one of the seven relatives, we know your potter from Kriyashma, we know your potter from Tefillin, we know your potter from Tefillah, and the Mishnah says from all the mitzvahs. There's another Gemara in Sukkah that says as follows Sukkah Daf Chafet says, Tonarabanan, Chasan Vashoshavim, Vashoshbanim, Vichobane Chupa. The entire wedding party, not just the groom, Everyone who's involved in the wedding party, Petura minat fila, minat filin, chayovin bekriyashma. They're also pater from tfila and tfilin, but they have to say kriyashma. The Vilna Gon extends this exemption to the chasan to also by Talmud Torah. In fact, the Gemara Ksubis later on says, Tonara Abonon, it says, Mevatlin Talmud Torah, Lotsasa Mesulachnasas Kala. It also says in Ksubis that a chasan is pater from. You're, sorry, you're, you're allowed to be Vato Torah for a for a Kvura, and for a wedding. Says the Vilna Gaon, something amazing. He says, Lamed, he says, Lamed is Limura Torah. When it says, Le, the Lamed always stands for Limura Torah. So why does it skip the Lamed, says the Vilna Gaon, by Shlomo Melech, Ace Sephod, Ve'es Rekod? That's this Gemara. Sephod is mourning, eulogy is Avelos. And Acer Code, Ketan Meragdin, Lifneakala, is by a wedding, by a chasan. So he says there's a remez in Kohelas that when it comes to uh, a chasan, or it comes to an ovel, they're an onen, I should say, they're potter from Talmud Torah. So the Gros says, based on Shlomo Melech, we already see a remez in Kohelas. A nice thought. So he, uh, there's, a, there's a well known, this is an amazing thing before we get back into the Gemara. We all know, well, Rabbi Goldberg just came into Wishing Mazdov. My daughter got engaged, Baruch Hashem, to an amazing guy uh, two days ago. We were celebrating in Muncie, which is why I missed yesterday's year. We'll make it up tomorrow. But uh, I heard an uh, unbelievable piece that relates to this, but also in light of what's going on. So there's a very well-known minog we know that whenever a chassan gets get up, whether it's Shavar Brachos or at his, at his tish, at the, at the chassanah, he says two words. The Rambam says, and everyone says, Kates and Rakhtikit, and they shut him up. Pandemonium ensues. The chassan can't even get a word out. So it's a strange minog, right? We know that whenever a chassan starts to speak, everyone starts to sing, Yasa uh, Salach, whatever it is. Why? So if he has divrei Torah to share, then let him share it. If he doesn't, he shouldn't be getting up. Why are we interrupting him? So the Minchas Elazar, who was the Munkacharav of Spira, was Nifter in, in uh, 1938, says as follows. He says, normally, when a, a, sudas, a, a wedding meal is a sudas mitzvah, there's a Sudas mitzvah. We know there's a mitzvah to get married. There's a mitzvah to be musameh, at least according to the Rambam, mitzvah to get married. According to the Rush, you don't have to get married. You can fulfill the mitzvah of Purvu with a pilegish, a concubine. But presuming it's a mitzvah, and it's a, uh, it's a mitzvah to musameh, chasun kala, a Sudas, um, a wedding a Suda is a, is a Sudas mitzvah. There are times where a wedding is not a Sudas mitzvah. The Gemara in Pesachim discusses that if a Bas Talmud Chacham, if the daughter of a Talmud Chacham gets married to an Am Haaretz, an uneducated man, it's not such a Simcha. It's not such a Simcha. How do we elevate 
a sudas rishus, a optional suda to the status of a sudas mitzvah. There are two ways. So divrei Torah is one excellent laser. So, so it's interesting. So in Hilchas Chanukah, the Ramah says by Purim we have an obligation. You may mishnah v'simcha. There's a mitzvah to have a misiba to have a simchas Purim to have a sudas Purim. Chanukah there is none. How do you elevate it? Magen Avram says there in Hilchas Chanukah. Sing divrei tishbachos zmiros with tishbachos. Enhance it by giving tishbachos to a kadosh singing lebedek zmiros. You'll elevate it to a sudas mitzvah. There's another way in hilchas Darim, The shach says by a bar mitzvah, we're not so sure that it's necessarily sudas mitzvah. How do you make a sudas mitzvah? That's why the bar mitzvah boy gives his shetel Torah, <clears throat> and you now elevated a sudas rishus, an optional meal to the status of a sudas mitzvah. So there are two ways to elevate a sudas rishus to a sudas mitzvah, either by zmiros and divrei tishbochos, or by infusing it with divrei Torah. Says the Menchas Elazar as follows. He says, when the chassan gets up to give his divrei Torah, what he's saying is, aman aretz. He's acting ba'anivos, humbly, and when, as soon as we hear that, we say, shut up, stop singing. Stop saying, we sing because you don't need to give divrei Torah. It's a sudas mitzvah, you're not an Amar Aretz. In other words, the chassan is doing his part on being humble. We're doing our part in saying it is a sudas mitzvah already. You don't need to share divrei Torah with us because it's already a sudas mitzvah. So, we, so he's trying to justify the minog. Why we always sing, it's again, because if you understand that not every wedding is necessarily a sudas mitzvah, if you have the daughter of a Tamachacha marrying someone's Amaretz, so you have to elevate it with Divrei Torah. So the Chassan comes and out of humility says, I'm going to give Divrei Torah to make this a Sudas Mitzvah. The implication is that he's, a, he's an Amaretz. So everyone there says, well, well st- start singing. You don't have to give Divrei Torah. We know you're not an Amaretz. So each of us are doing our act of Chesed. He's doing his act of Anivos. And we're telling him, you don't need to be an Anav. We know who you are. You're really Tamachacham. You don't have to give Divrei Torah. And we drown him out with singing. Okay. I know. So that means that that uh, there's there's no I mean there's still there's still mitzvahs there's still the shah so I don't understand like there's still what there's still there's still the mitzvahs that are attached to the wet like what I'm just not no so so the wedding is considered but it's not such a happy occasion. The daughter of a Tamachacha, as if she's downgrading, so it's not necessarily a Sudas Mitzvah. It's, we're not so happy with the wedding, with I the Shidduch. It's like Rishos in English, in other words. is not, it's not a Mitzvah. It, it doesn't really mean optional here because you have to have a Suda, but it's, it's not the Sudas Mitzvah in the, in the mitzvah, normal context. What, like what, what, kiyom, what kiyom are we referring to? No, so in general, there's no, again, so whenever you have a Sudas Mitzvah, you have certain times where you're obligated, like Shabbos, you have to have three Sudos. Right, so by by uh, by uh, Purim you have to have a suda. Sudas mitzvah generally means by a bris it's a sudas mitzvah. Right. But here we're saying if it's not such a happy occasion, it's it's a loose term. Here. You're right; it's not exactly defined right. by by the uh, by by the book as a sudas mitzvah. Okay, the please. We're going to get to that. We have a lot of questions to ask on, the, on this mission. We have five questions that we're going to let's do the Gemara, and we'll have time to do the five questions. So but it's a good question, Marty. So now, the Gemara starts off and says as follows. Lefanov in. 
the Mishnah seems to suggest that if someone has the mace that's in front of him, that's when the patur, the exemption from all these mitzvahs, if it's the three mitzvahs, if it's all the mitzvahs, the different yourselves, we'll get to that in a few minutes, Marty, but your question is a good one, but the Mishnah seems to suggest that Misha Mace Mutalafanov, if the mace is next to you and in front of you, that's when you're potter. That's when the Onain, the one who suffered the loss, the living relative, is exempt from the smitzvahs. However, say again? Oh, Rashi, we'll get to Rashi in a second. Good. But that, the assumption is that the implication is if the mace is not next to you, then lo, then you're not potter. Then you would be obligated in all the mitzvahs. Or minis. Again, the Mishnah first line, it doesn't say someone who suffered a loss is potter from Kriyashma. It says someone who suffered a loss and the mace is there, whether he's next to you or it's on you to arrange the funeral of the burial. That's not clear right now. But this extra words, mutalafanov, suggests that only when the mace is next to you are you potter as the onain, are you potter. Again, aninos, or the status of an onain, is after death before burial, that 24-hour period, let's say. During that time, it suggests you're only exempt from mitzvos if the mace is next to you. But if it's not next to you, if you, let's just say, a, a, a parent lives across the country, you live in New York and the parent is in Eretz Yisrael, uh, outside the country, living in Eretz Yisrael, um, and obviously you're, it's not next to you, you have to fly there for the funeral, it would suggest that you're not potter, because the Mishnah says only if it's next to you, the bit in the mace. But the, we have the following uh, stira, or parent but, stira. But, but the, the complication of it is the same. Meaning Whether that your obligation... You okay, so let's see. Let's the, see. Good. The, the, the difficulties. Excellent. You're in the same challenging frame of mind. The, you suffered a loss. Good. Or a mini, and the apparent stira as follows. Someone lost someone, on the road, and that mace is next to him. So if the physical mace, the body, is next to you, you should not do humanly or physical acts, meaning eating in that house. Rather, go to another house. Because there's something, a concept we're going to discuss much more tomorrow, loig l'rush. Loig l'rush means you don't mock a pauper. If you see someone who is, Rachman uh, destitute, and they're coming knocking on your house, for, for money, you don't wave a $100 bill and then throw them a quarter. You're mocking a pauper. So the, the, the analogy is someone who's already in Olama Emes and can no longer perform mitzvahs because they already passed, we don't walk around tzitzis out dragging on the, on the cemeteries. When you walk, in a, you're allowed to wear tzitzis. You're not allowed to wear tefillin, by the way. But you're allowed to wear tzitzis in a cemetery. You can't have your tzitzis out dragging along the grass and the, and, the, and the graves because you're mocking them. They can't do mitzvahs anymore. Whatever they have, they're, 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 uh, tally, their tally is final. So there's certain things you don't do. So eating and making brachos and benching in front of a dead person is lowering the rush. So you move to a different house. We'll get to that. Good. Lord Rush is Dalai Ramos. We'll get to that tomorrow. Beautiful, Zach. So now, what happens if he doesn't have another house? Not everyone owns a second house. So he knocks on his neighbor's house. I would knock, uh, I would knock on my neighbor's house and eat there. But what if he's living in a community where he doesn't know anybody? He doesn't have an alternate house uh, available to him to eat. Then, Osa Mechitza, he should make a Mechitza at least 10 Tfachim high to separate himself and the mace, and then he can go ahead and eat. What if he doesn't have something to make a Mechitza 10 Tfachim high? If he lacks the supplies to go ahead and make that Mechitza, then he turns his back, he just turns, literally turns his back and eats, so he's not facing the, uh, the, the mace. 
Um, but you should never go ahead and lean to your left. We know that we lean to our left during the Seder to represent Cheras. It represents freedom. It represents Chashivos. We're no longer Avadim to Paro. We're now Avadim to HaKadosh Baruch So we were Bnei Chorin. So we go ahead and we lean to the left. But in here you shouldn't lean to the left. Again, because it's, um, it smacks of arrogance, of Chashivos, importance. And obviously we're not trying to give off that impression in front of the Mace. Ve'enu Ochel Basar. Don't be such a glutton. Now's not a time to go ahead and fress on, on a brisket sandwich. Eat what you need to eat, just to, so you have strength to deal with the funeral. But don't go ahead and sit and have a achilas gasa, as they call it, a, a gluttonous, uh, lavish meal. It also shows that they didn't eat outside. Say again? It also shows that they didn't oh. eat outside. It was only indoors. Correct. It's not even an option. Very good. You should not drink wine. And the thought process is, because if you drink wine, you can get a little tired. It leads to sleep. And you're not going to be able to take care of the tzarche mace, the needs of the, of the mace, as far as arranging the funeral. And you should not go ahead and even make berchas hamotzi if you're going to have uh, if you're going to watch. You don't even have to have berchas hamotzi. Ve'ena mazamin. You don't have to. You don't have to make berchas hamazon after you eat. Ve'en mevarchin alov. You don't have to find other people in order that they can make the bracha for you. If you don't want to make the bracha, let's say you can try to find other people to make the bracha, eat with you, and then make the bracha for you. Ve'en mazamin alov. You certainly don't have to go ahead and be mishtate for two other people to make a zimun. We're getting to the question. This is a long-winded mishnah. Just like we have here, right? Your potter from the, the same three mitzvahs. And here's the overarching statement. Your potter not just from these three mitzvahs, but from all the mitzvahs. And on Shabbos, Uvi Shabbos, since there's no kavur on Shabbos, you can't possibly bury. You're not making any arrangements on Shabbos. So you're not going to be busy dealing with the tzarche hames. If that's the case, Mesev, then you can go ahead and lean for Ochel Basar Vishosayai, and you can have a, 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 a Seuda that's befitting for Shabbos Kodesh. Umivarech, and you make Berchas Amotzi, Umizamen, you make in your bench, Umivarech, and I love. You can have other people make a Bracha for you, Umizamen, love. If you have three people, you can go ahead and be in Staref for a Zimon. Vechayev Bechola Mitzvos Hamuras Batora. And you are on Shabbos Chayev in all the Mitzvos Hamuras Batora. Comes along with Shimon Gamliel, adds one more thing. Since you're chayiv in these mitzvahs, meaning well, not tefillin, but uh, benching and, and brachos and kriyash matfila, you're also chayiv in all the mitzvahs. So they ask, So what exactly did Rabbi Shimon Gamliel just add on to the Tanakhama? He added Tashmishamita Ikmanayu. If you're chayiv in all of the mitzvahs, can an onin also have marital relations with his wife on Shabbos? We'll get to that a little bit later. Whether an onin is allowed to have marital relations, we're not talking about Avelos, we're talking about Aninos. Aninos, again, is that 24-hour period when a relative dies before he, before he, uh, the mace is buried. So the Gemara's going to ask, here's the question. I don't, here's the question. That whole Mishnah, Kitani Mias, we just learned that an onin is putter from Kriyashram and Tfilin, even when he is eating in his friend's house and the mace is not right in front of him. So at first the Gemara suggested if someone died and the mace is right in front of you, don't go ahead and do these acts. It's low like the rush. It's, you're mocking him. Don't worry. It sits us out in the cemetery. Don't eat in front of the, of the, of the mace, in front of the one that was nifter. It's, you're mocking him. So go to a different house. And then we said, you're putter from all these mitzvahs. If you're eating in a different house, then he's not in front of you. Our Mishnah seems to suggest the only time in Onain, again, Onain is that 24-hour period, let's say, between death and burial, the only time you're exempt from all these mitzvahs is Misha Meso Mutal Lefanov. If the corpse is literally right aside you. And here our Mishnah tells, uh, the Brisa says, 
even if you're in another house, it gives this blanket statement, you're exempt from all these mitzvahs. So which is it? I thought it's only if the mace is right next to you. And, our, and this b'risa seems to suggest you don't eat there, and if you don't have a, go eat in another house. If you have to eat when you're doing shmirah, go eat in another house. And yet, he still says you're exempt, which suggests that even if you're 50 feet away, 100 feet away, a mile away, you're still exempt. So which, what is it? So we have two answers. The Gemara says as follows, Amra Papa, no, say that the entire part that says you're exempt from these mitzvahs is only in the last scenario, where you turned your back to the person and you're, you're eating so you don't face him. But it's not referring to the part where you go to your neighbor's house or your other house. So it really is only when the mace is right next to you. When, the, when this Bryce gave this blanket exemption and said you're exempt from all these mitzvahs, it really means to say, not in all those cases, only in the scenario where you can't make a mechitza, so you turn around and you're facing the other way. But the mace is right next to you. So he's still right next to you. That's when you are exempt from all of these mitzvahs. Even though it's due to the fact that the mace is there, yes. so that's why you're leaving? Yes, but, but he's still mutal afanov. Right, you're doing it so not to be overloaded the rush. Understood. Are you talking about the other cases? No, I'm saying the case in which you go to your friend's house. Right. The whole reason for going to your friend's house is because the mace is in front of you. Right. But then you will so, lose the exemption. You don't eat there, so you don't violate so the rush, but you will lose the exemption. So at that point in time, you'd have to put on fill it. You go to your friend's house, you'd have to do all of those. So you're asking Mitzias wise, in those 10 minutes, what would you have to do? Right. Okay, that, that's a separate question. We're going to get to Halacha. We'll get to the Halacha Maisa. Rav Ashi, Amr, Rav Ashi says, no, no, no. You guys are reading too. Too into the words. You're being too literal. Misha Mesa Mutalafanov doesn't necessarily just mean if he's literally right next to you. It really means it's upon you. The responsibility is falling on you. Look what he says. He says, Kavan Shemutal Alav the Kovro, if you are the one who's tasked with the Christ uh, responsibility to make sure that the funeral, you have to call the funeral home and you have to call the cemetery and you have to make sure there's a minion there. If you are tasked with the Tsar Hames, if you are tasked with making funeral arrangements, that's considered mutalafanov. It's on you. It doesn't literally mean just if the mace is within your Dalit Amos, it's right next to your exempt. It means if it's on you, even if you are living in Chutzlarts and the, the, the relative is in Eretz Yisrael, but you have to call, um, uh, you have to call um, Harazesim. You have to call whatever it is. You have to make the arrangements. That's considered kimutalafanov dami. It's as if it's mutalafanov. Shenemar by Avram says v'yakom Avram yalpaneso. It means that Avram left Sarah when he was going to bury in Maras Machpelah, and then it says v'nemar ve'ekber meisimul fanai. And yet it still says I will bury my mace in front of me when he says to Ephron or or bnei ches, which basically means that even though she wasn't in front of him, she was still in front of him. As long as the obligation responsibility falls on you to go ahead and to bury, that is considered a mutalafanov and therefore you would be exempt. So Marty asked a question, uh, Steve asked a question. I got five different questions from this, from this uh, sugya, and let's, let's start to uh, knock out each one. And they're all very, very practical uh, during difficult times of our lives. Number one is why is an onen exempt from mitzvahs? What is the reason why an onen, someone who is, again, we're not talking about a velus. Onen is from the time of death until the time of burial. Let's just assume it's 24 hours for simple reasons. What is the reason? Question number one. What is the reason an onen is potter? So Rashi says, very simply, we've discussed this many times, Osek mitzvah, Steve said, potter min mitzvah. You are involved with taking care of, the, of, of too many different things going on. When you're involved in one thing, taking care of the mace, whatever it is, then you're potter. Tosos brings the Rishalmi, says two different reasons. One is, simply respectful to the deceased. It's respect, it's being respectful. 
going to ahead and going, I have to go put it, I just moved into my house, I can put up mezuzahs anytime I want, I have 30 days, I'm going to put it up right now while the mace is there. That's not covered a mace. You'll do the mitzvah later. Or tzarech mace. You have to deal with the actual funeral arrangements, and if you go ahead and do mitzvahs, we're afraid that things are going to fall in the cracks, and that's certainly not covered a mace. So Rashi says, Osik mitzvah, potter, you're exempt. We'll have to see what happens if you want to do it. You're exempt. Tosva says, A, either for calling Yerushalmi, and many Rishonim hold, like, bring Tosvas, the Ramban, the Rush, Tosvas, the Rush, the Rashba, they all hold, like, Tosvas, either when they cover on a mace, out of respect, or because you have to deal with the, with the necessities of planning. So now, the next question is, we know your putter, and Onain is exempt. What about if he wants to be machmer on himself? Okay, I don't have to say Kriyashma, I don't have to put on tefillin, I don't have to daven, I don't have to. Is it just an exemption from, or are you prohibited to do the mitzvahs? An exemption or a prohibition? So Tosfos brought two different reasons, based on the Mishalami. One is Kavanamis, one is Sarchemis. You have to make sure that there's, the arrangements will be taken care of. A very practical difference between those two reasons is, what if you have a team around you to go ahead and help with the arrangements? You're not the only one. It's not falling just on you. You have five other able-bodied people to go ahead and help you make the funeral arrangements. So if it's kavod if it's out of respect, it doesn't matter. It's not tied to making sure that the arrangements will be done. But if it's a question of making sure that the arrangements will be done, and you have people around you to make sure that the cemetery will be called, and the cask, and your shmira, and you call the funeral home, then theoretically, even if you are, even if you are exempt, you're not prohibit, you wouldn't be prohibited to. So that's a practical difference. That's a practical difference between the two reasons. In fact, it's interesting, Rav Aaron Alevi says, when it comes to Ra'al was a Rishon, it says, when it comes to Kavod mace, even if the reason is Kavod mace just out of respect, even if you're sitting idle and literally twiddling your thumbs, you still don't do the mitzvah. Kavod mace demands our 100% attention that you don't go ahead and involve yourself, even for mitzvahs, you don't go ahead and involve yourself for mitzvahs. But, but, but after the moment in time when the mace is taken care of, the funeral home comes, that's something else already, right? No, but but Anidos extends still cover up. We don't say you're only spending 17 minutes out of the 20 out of the 24 hours. So those, it, it extends. But you it's a good question. Meaning, once the practical part is done already, despite that, Jason, it, 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 Aninos is until Kavura. Now, it's possible. Now, according to Rashi, Rashi said Osek b'mitzvah again. Rashi's reasoning was Osek b'mitzvah is Potter mitzvah, which means exempt. It's not a prohibition. So according to Rashi. We'll save the questions to Alpha Zach. I have a lot to do in the next five minutes. So yeah, if, if you're exempt from, Rashi would say that you actually can do the mitzvah, Rabbi Yona says. There's a third possibility, actually a fourth possibility. The host gave two reasons, either Kavod HaMais or Tsar HaMais, you have to arrange for the funeral. Rashi said, Osi Mitzvah, Pater Mitzvah. The Rambam says in Hilchos Kriyashma, clearly, that you're not in the right frame of mind. How are you going to concentrate on Shema? And we know Shema is four different Kavanos we discussed in the second parak. That you need four different types of kavod. You're not in the proper frame of mind. Now, question number three. Marty's question. Great question. Are you exempt just from these three mitzvahs or from all the mitzvahs? The Mishnah said you're potter from Kriyashma, from Tefillin, from Tefillah. Umikol ha-mitzvos ha-muras batorah. An exhaustive over all the mitzvahs. So if you're exempt from all the mitzvahs, as Marty asked, why mention these three? So the truth is, there are certain girsos that of the Mishnah that does not have him call on Moritz Batorah, just says these three mitzvahs. Everyone agrees, whether you hold all, all the mitzvahs or the, just the three mitzvahs, 
Everyone agrees it only applies to mitzvah saseh. Doesn't mean you can violate, don't kidnap, don't murder, and don't commit adultery. Obviously, it, when it says you're exempt from mitzvahs, it's only those mitzvahs that you are not mitzvahs say, right? You don't have to put on tefillin. You don't have to say kriyashma. Doesn't mean you can commit adultery. You can go ahead and kidnap. You can go ahead and steal. You can swear falsely. You can go ahead and eat all these low saseh. It's only talking about mitzvahs saseh. So if that's the case. Oh, great. So if that's the case, well, again. Most people assume, according to the Rambam, of the Bechol of Avchem, Zuit Tfilah, but yeah, not everyone assumes that the Davning is Mitzvah Darais. So yes, but it's a whole different shear, but yes, it's definitely not, most people, it may not be at the Ramban, it may not be in the same level as Tfilah and Kriyashma. Question is, why would it just mention these three? So Rabbi Yonah suggests that these three require a very, very different level of concentration. Shmaz, Kabbalah, Somal, Shmaim. Tefillin, Shaloyasiyach Daitom. And we said that when you wear tefillin, you're not allowed to take your mind off them. Kenvehesachadas. So it requires, and, and tefillah, obviously we know that if you don't have kavana during tefillah, you're not yotze. So these three mitzvahs in general, there, there are Yesh Omer, and the Rebbein Yonah brings that there are some opinions that's only these three mitzvahs. Why only these three mitzvahs you bought there from? Because they require a much higher level of concentration. There are those who say that it's talking to all mitzvahs. Why are these mentioned? Because for the same reason, but if you're, but if you're a potter from these three, which are the most important, then you're certainly potter from everything. You're potter from all the mitzvahs. When it gets to the Allah, uh, what, what it means, it's very interesting, by the way. There are some, it gets a little hairy because there are some cases where you have an assay that leads to a los assay. For example, you're potter from beer chametz. It's an assay. Your putter, if Rahman Aslan, you lose a relative, not you, someone loses a relative Arab Pesach, you're exempt from burning your chametz. But by not burning your chametz, you don't do the assay of burning, it's going to lead to a losase of Bayra Bayimatse. So what do you do? So do you actually hold now, we say that you're putter, you're putter from all mitzvah saseh. But here it's going to put you in a really weird position. Because if you don't do the mitzvah saseh of be your chametz, of burning your chametz, J. Erev Yontif, then on Yontif, and a day later, you wake up and there's a box of entomins on, 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 your, on your table. You just violated Bayra by Matzai. So it's a machlokas uh, between the Prima Godim and the Bikur Yaakov whether in such a case that applies. Well, it's a, se- a separate thing, yes. Even on Shabbos, you have a problem. You flush it down the toilet. There are other ways to do it. You're talking about... Right, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah part of Aninos. All part of Aninos. So what about halach lamaisa? So in the last two minutes, so it's, a, it's not. You, you do mitzvahs on Shabbos, according yeah. to here. You, yeah. you do. We just said here that Shabbos, you do all, you do all these things. According to Mishnah, you do all these things. We'll get to. We're going to do a lot of halach lamaisa. Let me just finish this point. We'll, we'll get to the Shabbos. It's a totally separate thing. But our mission, as far as I'm, again, we didn't do halach here. As far as the mission says on Shabbos, you do all these things because there's no kafur on Shabbos. Now halach lamaisa by an onain, it says as follows. The Rambam says you're potter from Kriyashma, even if the muta, if the, if the mace is not next to you, because it's the frame of mind. You're not in the proper frame of mind, and that's what the Rambam says. The Kesef Mishnah says that even if his reasoning is not dependent on if there are other people, you have a team around you, says the Kesef Mishnah, even if you have a team around you, the Rambam doesn't say it's because of funeral arrangements. The Rambam says you can't possibly concentrate because you're not your, your mind is not able to concentrate. It has nothing to do with making the funeral arrangements. And therefore he says, even if you have a team around you, the Rambam would say you are a potter from Kriyashma. What about if you want to be Mahmer Allah Lamaisa? What do we say? 
So we, the Mishnah Brewer says you should not, even if you want to be machmering yourself and recite Kriya Shema, one should not. The Mishnah Brewer says, Vimkara The Mishnah Brewer says, if you want to be machmering yourself and say, I'm such a great tzaddik, I want to go ahead and say Kriya Shema before the burial, you're not Yotze, says the Mishnah Brewer. You'd have to repeat it after Kavura. So we hold that it's better not to be machmir. Go ahead and focus. <coughs> On Krishma. Is that what should be done anyway? Uh, so, so the, the, the last halacha. One second. So this is what this is what. Zman Krishma is gone. You still. You're no, still then, 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 then if you miss Zman Krishma, I don't think you'd repeat it again. Okay. It's after Zman Krishma. So this is what the Shulchan Aruch says. He says Mishemes, and this sums it up. Mishemes lo meshu chayvus avalav. Someone lost one of the Zion Krovim, one of the seven relatives. Listen to what the Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber says, Afilu eino mutalov lekavro. It is not incumbent upon you to ensure that the funeral arrangements are made. Pater mikriyashma umitfila. You are pater from kriyashma and tfila, even if it's not on you to take care of the arrangements. Vafilim rotzila hachmeril asmo velikros eino rashai. Even if you want to be machmer on yourself and you want to do these extra things, says the Shulchan Aruch, don't. Don't be a hero. However, he says, with one caveat, if you have a team around you to ensure, you have other members of the family to ensure that the funeral arrangements will be made, he says, the only time you should not be machmer yourself is if you're the only show in town and there's no one to help you. So to make sure you don't drop the ball and you don't miss one of the small uh, um, details about the funeral arrangements, don't say shema. However, says the Shulchan Aruch, if you have a team around you and you ensure to ensure that everything will be done kedasukadin, everything will be taken care of, then you can. But the Mishnah Berurah doesn't like that. The Mishnah Berurah says, he says, "Kasev Rashal B'Tshuva Siman Ayin Sham She'Achshav Lo Nagu Karavya." In today's time, we do not do that. The Mishnah Berurah says, before the Kavura, even if you have a team around you, you have an all-star team around you to make sure that everything will go uh, seamlessly. Do not be machmer on yourself. Do not go ahead and say Kriyashma Tzfilah. After the Kavura, if there's still Zman, you can. But focus on the Sarach on Kavur We should only have Simchas. This should just be for learning purposes, not, not practical. Why have a wonderful have, day.